life's a Mitch. G'day, guys. Welcome back to episode... Oh, shit, it's 40. Episode 40 of Life's a Mitch. So last week, we spoke to... Oh, shit, who did I speak to? Oh, crap, hang on. Sorry. Last last week, I spoke to Kay Sutha, and she talk, spoke about all things entrepreneurialism from the UK, and she spoke about her book and her life experiences. So go and check that out. She's got an upcoming podcast as well that I think will be really awesome, and I might just be appearing on that, so check it out. So this week... Flying back home to Sydney, uh, back local. Um, now this guest was recommended by, if you cast your minds back, by the time this is released, probably about oh, three or four months now, Alan Stevens come on and we spoke about all things reading people, the Campfire Project and all things like being a safe space. And uh, this recommendation was given to me based on you know our conversations and he thought it would be a good collaboration. So without further ado, may I please get you to introduce yourself and... Uh, Tell us a little bit about what it is that you do, please. Hi, Mitch. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. No um, my name's Kim and I'm the dating doctor and I've been working as the dating doctor for the past two years. Uh, I set up this amazing business, um, which is actually um, helping people in the dating world, navigating these uncharted territories of the dating world and what we're in, um, men and women. So um, I've got some exciting stories to share today and I look forward to sharing all of those with you. Awesome. So, um, awesome. Yeah. I think I spoke to Alan and I said, look, I'm a single guy and whatever. And we just started chatting. He goes, I've got the perfect guest for you. So either it's <laughs> complimentary that he, he sent me out with you or it's like, oh, you need help, champion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't and know. my view is all men need help. <laughs> <laughs> But women do too, Mitch. Oh, women do too. Cool. <laughs> Take that, men. <laughs> so that's cool. So, okay. So obviously one of your favourite movies must be Hitch, you know, how he sets people up in love. Um, so curious, how does one begin a journey to set other people up in relationships? Like where did all that sort of spring from? Oh, that's a great question. So I've actually worked in a male-dominated um, corporate real estate uh, world and I still dance in that space. Uh, this is my other passion, um, which is helping people find love. You know, do, do we believe in love? And um, I think with working in the real estate world, Mitch, um, I've found that people seem to be falling short of their relationships or not getting what they want or getting their needs met. And I think the biggest thing um, is actually getting your needs and your desires. So it's a really big thing. And look, a lot of men um, and women as well are sort of saying, oh, I just want to be happy. I want to be in love. I just want to go on, you know, beach walks or go away for the weekend. But we all know there's more to it than that. You know, it, there's more to it. And so we need to kind of dig a bit deeper to really, really work out what we want, you know? Yeah. Well, so, you know, things like you, you profile the people, I'm assuming you, you get to know them. And then do you actually, so what you do is do you actually match people yourself or do you help people get to a point where they're at their best self and then they put themselves out there? Or how does it all, how do you sort of, what's the equation that you use? That's exactly it, is I help people get into their own groove right? Everyone's got their own style, how they're turning up, you know, what they value, what they're looking for in some partner. So yeah, that is exactly what I do is I help people understand more about themselves to then actually go, are you representing yourself in the dating world? Or are you mismatching 
you know, and therefore you're attracting the wrong person. So, you know, if you're a touchy-feely guy or a touchy-feely girl, um, you know, are you attracting someone that's more withdrawn and who doesn't do that, who doesn't like public displays of affection, you know? If we start to get clearer, there's nothing sexier than someone, whether it's male or female, there's nothing sexier, Mitch, than someone who knows who they are and what they're looking for. Because then when you meet someone, you go, oh, I really like that. Mm. So you're becoming clearer. And so it's really sexy when you start to actually look at yourself and go, I really like this. And you get excited about it because you go, yeah, that is me. That's that's fair enough. See, I, I, I don't know how many episodes of this doesn't do, but I've opened up about my uh, relationship past and I've had, you know, up sort of my 31 now, out of my adult relationship life from 18 to now, I've been single for possibly probably the 80% of that. I mean, I've had mutual breakups. I've had, I've been dumped on New Year's Eve by text message. I've had people fake being pregnant and I've had my heart, my heart's been ripped out more times than I'd like to admit. However, in that happening to me at a younger age, it's sort of, it's helped me mold into the person I am today. And I know, I know what it is that I'm after because I lived by myself for four years as well. And between that and the shift work and working on this, I've never been more confident. So, you know, like I personally know what I like. Um, I, and the per, I, the person loves the sound of Mitch's voice the most is probably Mitch. Let's, let's be real. But like, I was always told that people are at their best self, you know, when they know what they like, as you just said. So confident, not arrogant. And if you can come across, you know, as this vibrant and bubbly version of yourself, who's got, you know, a, a, a smile to show, is that generally the level you're trying to get to? So from a scale of zero to Mitch, you know, that's where you're trying to get them to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're putting yourself down. And the thing is, You've got a unique style, right? Yeah. And so everyone, it's just owning that. And as you just shared, Mitch, which is absolutely beautiful, is getting to know yourself. You had those experiences and you went, hang on a second, I don't like being dumped by a text, right? Mm -hmm. And none of us do. Like we're all the same, like, you know, um, because we represent ourselves and going, I would be more face-to-face, but then sometimes is it harder to share it face-to-face? So it's then going, okay, they're just showing me how they turn up. And so through these experiences, we kind of look at it and go, okay, right, what are we pulling in here? What are we really pulling in here? And so the more clearer you become, and I really love how you said it, confidence. It's actually the confidence in you, you know, you're just owning who you are. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of dating. I mean, look, we all have times when we're not feeling 100% and we go on that first date and, look, you might have had a shit day at work or someone's pissed you off and you go on this date and you go, okay, how am I going to turn up on this date? Am I going to change my state or am I going to bring that event to the date? Or, you know, you could have broken up with a previous girlfriend and you want to get out there and start dating and you bring that to the actual date. You know, is that really sexy? Does that person, you know, whether it's a guy or a girl, do you really want to be the person hearing that? Or are we wanting to have fun? And then we work on those sort of emotions and things like that. So that's kind of the stuff that I talk to people about going, what are you bringing on the date? Are you bringing a big smile? Like, are you bringing fun? Like, what is it? What are the pieces, you know? Yeah. Because it's all about having fun and bringing it back to basics. Yeah. So from what I understand, 
Uh, now, you're the professional in this instance. This is just for me. This is just my own experiences. So I've been on probably collectively two or 300 Tinder dates in my time, to be honest. A lot of coffee, meet and greets. A lot of them have resulted in, you know, banging and stuff. Um, and like, <laughs> I, I think I it. <laughs> it's true. Like, I, I think mutual choice, of course. <laughs> consensual. I'll just put it out there. Um, but I, you know, I, I think it's one thing I've discovered is that it's important to know what you want out of the experience. You know, what, you know, what you want, do you want dating? Do you want a bit of fun? Do you want a relationship? You know, because I shared it a few weeks ago, I did an episode with a guy, with a guy named Emily, and she's got a podcast that speaks about sexology relationships, dating, and uh, she's an aspiring sexologist. And she said that, you know, it, one of the scientific things proven in studies that shows is that people that have honest intentions and you know follow through what they say and don't you know have a an ulterior motive say for example if you go over for netflix and chill say if the girl says netflix and chill and that's it if a guy goes over there say with the intentions of like oh yeah i hear that and i just want to bang her like straight away you've got yourself a roadblock and I think I find honesty attractive and I find that I'm attracted to people who are emotionally intelligent as well if that's a thing um, and I find that if you just, if you know where you are to begin with, like honestly, if there's a moment and it's going in that direction, then follow the vibe, of course, but you can't, you can't um, like force anything. So my question is, what are some of the, what are some of the roadblocks that you have experienced with setting people up? And what do you think an ideal first meeting should go like? Well, there's actually no right or wrong. And look, I want to talk about what you said with that guy saying you wanted to bang someone like, you know, in that story that you just shared. Um, look, I think that's great. If he's owning his intentions, Mitch, and this is the thing, like you go on coffee dates and then it might end in a bang, you know, or something intimate or whatever it is, right? It comes down to what people are looking for. And um, really, if people are honest, as you say, they can actually pull that in. And I actually say to guys or girls, if you just want to have sex, you can pull that in. Just be honest and just share that. And so I'm on the same page as you, just stating your intentions. And so I love to use these two words. Are you on the fun choo-choo train or are you wanting a relationship, right? And look, you can be on stations. the fun- <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all stations ahead. So, you know, are you on the fun choo-choo train and do you just want to go out for coffees and bang someone or are you wanting something a bit deeper? Are you wanting a relationship? But do you know what the biggest question that I think comes up with dating? What's that? Is, is people have either just come out of a relationship, right? And so they therefore don't want commitment. So whether it's a guy or a girl, the key thing is, is they feel like that their freedom might be taken away, that they can't do whatever they want. And so therefore they don't want to commit, yep. but then guess what we can do? We can, we can have a conversation yep. around that to go because, or you can start seeing the actions of that person. And then we start saying, listen, I actually want my time to go, you know, for a motorbike ride, or I want to go to the gym or I want to go do this. So it's up to us then to actually state that because deep down, I actually think people are looking for love. I feel, and this is one of probably the biggest things, is um, some people are not ready to actually be in the dating world, and that's okay. I fully respect that. There is that opposite side. But we want someone to understand us, and ultimately we want to understand someone else to be in a relationship. That's right. I think, um, see, my experience, um, I've spoken to, like, I've had 
counselor sessions because my last relationship breakup, um, it my own inadequate I my own inadequacies uh, were one of the reasons we split, and one of the reasons for that was is because I felt like I was tiptoeing on eggshells. So after about six months of become toxic, then I, I was too. I wasn't confident enough to see it at the time and go, you know what, this isn't working. I've always been a people pleaser. And, you know, you, you forget to take the time and smell the roses for yourself. So when you say things like, I want to go motorbike riding through the gym, all the successful relationships around me, I've found that is that the two partners in it have always had time with their friends. So you need to have that cooling off period. You can't, I, I don't think you can be around someone 24-7 because it becomes toxic. And I think that if you lose yourself in that, you know, it's part of your identity is going like, yes, you might be so selfless that your partner's needs always tend to, which is fair enough, but you still need to attend to your own because no one can be happy in you unless you're happy in yourself. I find I love it. I'm Mitch I Kelly. It. <laughs> That's right. um, I'm and Mitch I think, Kelly. <laughs> I think, and I, I think that um, when it comes to, I don't know how you do it. We'll talk about how you actually profile people in a second, but when it comes to like finding the, the you know what suits for the person is like what i found for me is that i know what i like so i'm one person to powerlifting traveling doing this because this is fa- i love doing this and um you know and if you're able to have that outlet that creative outlet or like whatever it might be the de-stressing thing whatever it might be taking that into a relationship it can be more positive and ultimately more beneficial for you both um in saying that, what what are I some of the what can would I, you can I just say that? Yeah, I would think you that, I think that's really sexy, right? Yeah. I'm gonna use that word. That's my word for today. It's really sexy because I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're taking you're you're taking an interest in yourself, you're looking at your interests, you're balancing the relationship, you're taking time out. And I love the word cooling off period. I love it. I, I use that term in real estate, right? Um but giving that time, but dating someone on a week-to-week basis, just extending that, opening that up, you know, stepping back, stepping forward, hanging out with your friends. This is healthy stuff to consider in a relationship. Yes, you can get to a point where you become a little bit more integrated, right? But that takes time and trust, doesn't it? You know, and so, but yeah, it's, it's really great. I think for any woman or man, it's having an interest in yourself, knowing who you are and what you like and what it sounds to me as well, Mitch, in your previous relationship, if I was to share what I heard, is maybe you were giving her too much and that you weren't getting your needs met. Yeah, yeah 100%, 100% agree. So, for example, I'm not here to cast shade. I'm, I've never named her and I, I don't intend to, but so I live in a place called Curry Curry. She was up at a place up in Port Stephens, which is an hour northwest, and work is sorry, northeast and work is an hour west. So it's literally work works now one way, her place is now the other way. Now sometimes I try to ask her to, to drive down and meet me in the middle so we could spend time together. So she lived with her mum and it restricted, you know, hangout times and stuff. That's her mum's house, whatever. And she would never come down. It's just like, well, why would I want to come down for it? You know, I can't drive more than 45 minutes without getting tired. So I'm like, well, your response to that is for me to do, I'm a shift worker too. So your response is for me to drive two hours to work, do a 12 hour shift and drive two hours back. Like I just, that was the, and I was stupid. I was doing it sometimes. And like, I'm, well, you yeah. weren't stupid. You weren't stupid. I don't think you were stupid. I think it was something that you were choosing. 
But do you know what the great thing is about that, Matt? What's that? Is she actually giving you the feedback that it's not that she couldn't or didn't want to see you, right? It was just that she was saying to you, oh, look, I know myself and maybe, and I get tired, right? And so therefore it was difficult for her to maybe step into that. And so the distance was probably an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It probably was. I just, yeah, I don't know. So then you then kept on stepping in, right? Which then made it a little bit imbalanced. And then you start to feel a bit resentful because you're going, okay, well, they're not putting in the effort. And this is where the imbalance or the seesaw comes, you know, where you're kind of going giving so much, yet you're not receiving, right? That's how it felt, yeah. Yeah, and so, and look, that's hard because then you go, okay, I'm giving so much and I'm not seeing it on the other end. But then it's then having those conversations and going, well, how can we do this? And if two people are not wanting to step in, and actually be responsible to make that work. That's a key thing for a relationship. It's yep. the responsibility. I've always prided myself on being a good communicator. I mean, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to do this. And um, so every time I'd bring it up, she would seemingly go on the defensive as if I was having a crack at it. I was like, no, it's not the case at all. I'd, I just feel like it's a little one-sided. Like it's not, it's not, you know, like we can't have a talk about it and then figure out some sort of arrangement. Like, cause I worked every, I work every second weekend and like when, you, you, you knock off work, you check your phone, she's just tagged in places. Like you, you get that missing out feeling. It's like, you know, this sucks. I'm choosing to do the shift work. Like, I, you know, it's, 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 I've got myself into this mess and I'm enjoying it. Um, but I'm working now to work towards a, a radio gig and I'm doing some volunteer work at a station here. But, um, you know, so you're working towards that thing and then that anxiety would spiral up or spiral out. And you're like, well, and then you, so how was your weekend? Yeah, good. You know, you hear, hear things like, I wish you were here. It's like, well, you what you just want to hit your head against the brick wall because you can't and or if you have a sick day it makes you look bad um but like it just and then you go oh what about next weekend oh i'm with the girls and it's like that's it just seemed to be like seeing it twice a month towards the end there it's like what am i doing why am i spending you know trying to go out of my way when she's not doing the same and then eventually eventually got to the point where it's like well i want to make sure we have a good time so i think i'd overcompensate a little bit um, and I just didn't feel like the genuine me. So um, I don't know. Well, that's great. That's great that you came to those realizations because then you can take that to the next relationship. And knowing yeah. that this is the thing and your interest and how much you were actually seeing in someone else that she didn't necessarily have the capacity to step in and was expecting maybe you to do all the work, whereas it's a two-way street. I, it, it, you know, uh, without a doubt, it is a two-way street. And as you said, communication, if she wasn't then able to communicate, maybe there was a part of her that couldn't share her voice, Mitch. Maybe. So then, you know, it's then sharing with the next person when you're dating. And this is the lesson that we learn. And like, it's this is the amazing journey that we go on because we go, thank you for giving us that understanding. Because then we bring it back into ourselves and going, hey, because the frustration is the key indicator. When we start to get frustrated and we're not getting what we want or our needs met or the other person and you're not communicating, the frustration or the anger is the key indicator to know that, okay, if we're not able to communicate, which it sounds like it's a value of yours, I've got communication as a value of mine. Um, I have dated guys who don't necessarily communicate that well as me. Um, 
I then deliver it in a way where they are wanting to text. So you get some people in relationships when you start dating and you start texting, right? Yeah. And for me, I don't know about you, Mitch, but for me, um, it's really important for me to talk to someone over the phone. I love and that. And then also face to face. So yeah. these are kind of the key things that we need to step through for ourselves. Whereas I respect other people who go, oh my God, I've got this amazing relationship. And I'm like, oh, have you met them? They're like, no, no, we're just texting. It's been four weeks. And so for me, I go, oh, okay, great. So that works for them. And they're really excited about it because that's the younger generation. I mean, I'm a little bit older, a little bit older than you. So and then I'm- you look at I think I'm caught somewhere between the younger and the older generation. I've got old morals, so old values. So I like to get to know the person, take the time. I like to talk over the phone, FaceTime, and all that sort of thing too. I honestly hate texting. It's like I send a text, seen four days later, still no response. I'm like, what you can sort in 30 minutes of chatting is equivalent to minutes and minutes of texting. So that's just me. So, So as an offering for you is when you go into the dating world and anyone else who's listening to this podcast is... If that's something that you need and you know that that's really important for you, slowly slip that in and go, listen, hey, I'd love to chat with you over the phone because I'm like a face-to-face guy. Start slipping that in. And then you'll start to notice if that person is the same way inclined as you, right? And so this is how we get to know ourselves, how we get to know others um, and go, are they the, the right person for me at this time? So these are the key questions that... We, you know, in the dating world, I mean, it's hard. It's tough. We're all putting ourselves out there, right? And, you know, even the confident people, when you turn up on a date, like you're a funny guy, Mitch, you know, super funny guy. <laughs> and and look, that humour is really attractive, right? So you've got a skill set that other people may not necessarily have, but you're owning and knowing who you are, Right. And all I say to other people in the dating world is work through that. You know, it's exciting getting to know yourself, asking a friend, what do you, do you think that my profile looks like me? You know, these are the steps. Like what else should I write on here to attract and pull in the person of my dream? We can pull in the person of our dream. We just need to do a little bit of work to understand ourselves. And that's the key thing. And then knowing when you're in the front of someone, you go, oh, wow, they've got similar values to me. Oh, wow, they're talking. We're talking (laughs) over the phone. Whoa, this is getting a bit fresh. (laughs) Getting hot and steamy up in here. (laughs) But you're exactly right, though. I, I, um, Before uh, before we actually, I'll, I'll ask you shortly how you sort of profile people, but where did this love of wanting to set people up come from? Like, had you studied relationships previously or how did you get involved in, in being the love dog? So I've always been passionate from a very young age um, around relationships. It's really one of um, the biggest things in my life is relating and understanding people. And um, I stepped into this um, from the basis that I felt like people were so frustrated um, in their relationships and maybe not choosing um, the right relationships for themselves Um, and understanding about getting your needs met. And look, I was married for 15 years and I was raised by um, a Hungarian mother um, (laughs) who very much um, 
gifted her independence and in the relationship for 15 years when I was married Mitch I was always doing everything um, and one thing I realized is in a relationship sometimes it's actually really um, good to understand to actually step back to allow someone else in the relationship to actually do something for you so I was always a giver and not actually receiving. And so the growing up part or the understanding of self, you know, the exciting part is actually knowing that other people want to give to you as well as you giving to them. Yep. And sometimes it can be a bit selfish when you are a giver. Um, so, yeah, so then I stepped into the dating world eight years ago and um, have met some incredible men. Um, and one of the key things that I've noticed is how terrified men can be in terms of commitment. And what I understood from that was that they were potentially scared that someone was actually going to control them or that they were going to lose their independence. And me being a very independent person, I started to see this and I went, oh, this is really interesting. Um, how people, when you become available or you become open in the dating world, you put yourself out there, you take risks, you open yourself up to be vulnerable. Um, I then found that I was actually attracting unavailable men. And in attracting unavailable men, I understood a little bit more about me being slightly unavailable as well at the time and not necessarily sure I was ready to commit. So, um, yeah, it was really kind of playing that dance, Mitch, and having a dance with yourself. And through these experiences, then you, you then go, oh, my God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just did a, I just did a little, like, hand dance there, you know, the, the worm with your hands. <laughs> Sorry. But doing this dance. No, but I love it. Doing the dance with yourself and then stepping in and out and going, right, what is it I want? Okay, each person that you come across, you go, oh, my God, I love those values, but I want more right? I want more. So then it was getting clearer on what you said earlier on your intention. And so when you're actually clear and you put it out there and you go, listen, I'm on the fun choo-choo train. Do you go, Do you just want to hang out and just get to know one another and have sex or, you know, um, and just catch up and then see what evolves? Or do you want to get into a relationship? And mm. it's really just slowly having fun with someone, getting to know them. And that's the exciting part you know? Absolutely. I am. Um, for me, I'm at the point where I'm at that point. I want to date someone, get to know them and le legitimately see what happens. I mean, I'm of the opinion that no expectations equals no disappointment. Um, I think I saw that on a beer coaster once. I just think, I think that like, if it's, yeah, if you're honest, if you're genuine and like, as I said earlier, no ulterior motives combine that with, you know, you know, what works for you. Um, me personally, can I tell you the sort of person that I think I'm attracted to in terms of like physicality, emotionally and stuff? Yeah. So me personally, this is, um, I like, I'm a physically, like I'm a fan of a nice smile and nice eyes um, because I am, I'm somewhat spiritual and I find that if I'm say vibrating on a certain frequency and if you're putting out positive energy into the universe, you'll attract it back. Yes. And I think I look, this sounds up myself, but I always know I was destined for great things. I don't know why. Like, I mean, I just, you, you can't, you can't not see the value in yourself. And I, I, in the last 
especially two years, I've come to a point where I'm at my most confident self. Um, so I find that people, uh, someone who's ambitious, caring, empathetic, compassionate somewhat, and someone who isn't afraid to show a little bit of recognition, because to me, that means the world, you know, especially being a shift worker and all the stuff I've missed out on birthdays, weddings, uh, engagement parties, you name it. And for someone again, you know what? I really missed you last night, but thinking of you, we'll catch up through the week. Something as small as a text to come off a 12-hour shift and get that would be like, you know what, that's effort well spent. And to me, I've done distance relationships and they can work. They can absolutely work. It's tough. But with my roster, then that's probably a better suit for me because I do like a few days on, a few days off, nights on, et cetera. But um, so, you know, someone who, you know, who is independent and um, I'm a fan of um, in terms of looks, like there's no real look, like someone who looks after themselves somewhat like me. Um, I'm not a skinny dude. I'm not a fat dude. I'm somewhere in the middle. And I've, I call it, I'm the, I've got an uncle bod. It's dad bod adjacent, but even comfier. <laughs> and I think, I think that if, you, sorry, that's a terrible joke, but I, I don't know. I just, and you can tell as soon as you meet someone, even when you get to know someone talking about online dating, I, I tend to go for, try for the FaceTime option now, or even a convo on the phone. Then you can tell, like you get that vibe from the, and if the conversation flows freely, then chances are, you will hit it off if you have a coffee or beverage or whatever. That's just my well, experiences. Well, yeah, because your experience, and I really want to pull, point to this, is communication is key for you. So yeah. then that then highlights and gets your juices flowing, Mitch, because you go, oh, wow, this is going to be good, right? Because you've got that feeling because you are getting to know that you like communication. And I want to pick up on something about you saying that someone acknowledging right? Or recognizing, you use the word recognizing, right? It sounds to me that you are someone like words of affirmation, which might be your love language, right? Mm -hmm. So if you ever, and like guys, it's really tough for guys to kind of look at their love language, but yours might be touch as well. And words of affirmation. So someone saying to you, Mitch, you are, you know, an incredible guy, look at your journey and how far you have come. You've done this on your own. You've, you've started to understand yourself. If someone was to share that with you, you'd probably go, oh, my God, that's really lovely. They're actually noticing me, mm. right? And so this is where words and, you know, um, acknowledgements, um, you're getting clarity. And this is where I want to help so many people in the dating world because everyone's so frustrated, but they're not actually going towards what I'm noticing, Mitch, um, and when you said before, you said, oh, you know, I don't want to have these expectations. Why not? Why can't we have these expectations? Because you're amazing, right? And, and we can find someone who is just as amazing, who then meets your needs and desires, right? This is the thing. If we start to understand ourselves, and this is why I'm so passionate about it, because I have dated some of the most incredible men. And absolutely, and I've called in sort of, you know, I don't have a type like you, but um, one thing that I do have, it's around a man, actually, like this is what I get turned on by, is a man sharing with me stories, stories about himself, what he's doing, where he's going. But what's not sexy, right, is when, say, someone turns up to a date and they might talk about their ex-partner and a fight that they've had. It's not sexy. No. We, we need to start working out what we want to bring, but we need to clear that, say, with our mates, 
And this is what, you know, whether it's girls or guys, right, we need to kind of have these conversations to clear that for ourselves because we're emotional. We're emotional beings. And you said the word spiritual. I hope that you've got spiritual on your profile. Sure do. Yeah. So then you can then look, and this is what people then, if they start to understand it, then you can look for other people who have got those words, spiritual, right? Yep. And then if people don't have the words, because one thing I really... You know, we'll have a bitch at the end of this, right? <laughs> I've got my bitch already ready, um, which is to, to actually help men. <laughs> I mean, I'll come up with another one, is to write some words about themselves on their profiles. Girls want to read stuff. And look, there might be girls, I don't know about you, Mitch, if you're on dating apps or that, is there girls that don't have writing? So yeah. then you're a bit unsure going, oh, my God. Quite often it's legit emojis so you might get plain coffee wine whatever or right. it's just just photos uh, it depends what app you're on so things like i've used i've used about six apps over a course of about nine years so tinder it's generally a basic bio and photos that's it fair enough bumble's a bit different because you have to answer sections so i tend and hinge as well like hinge is like you know you have to write stuff pof is the same like, but so if you want, you know, and then you got your eHarmonies, your RSVPs and all that stuff, which they charge an exorbitant amount of money in my opinion. But yes, if you can find like, so my, the three that I've preferred are Bumble, Hinge and um, POF because it gives you a chance to see what they're like. Um, you know, and they write stuff about, okay, okay. So she says she's into traveling and that she showed a photo and she speaks about whatever. Cool. Hey, how you doing? I've been there as well. Uh, what, what did you think about, I don't know, the Trevi Fountain, say, if you're in Rome or whatever it might be, or, you know, fav- and you go, favorite coffee place around here. Haha, <laughs> lol, I'll meet you there and buy one sometime, wiki face, or whatever it might be. It's always, I always find the standard of content I'd go is my first line is if I approach someone in a bar, is, hey, I was running, could you tell me how much a polar bear weighs? And I'm sure you know the answer to this. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but I okay, love it. So if I'm if I'm in a bar, I right, and I, and I see you, because you know I'm I got a I do have a soft spot for blondes, I must admit. And um, <laughs> so if I saw you in a bar, I'd go, "Hey, hey, doing?" I was wondering if you could tell me how much a polar bear weighs, and you go, "I don't know how much," and I'd say, "Enough to break the ice." Hey, Mitch, is there any chance oh, I could I buy, is there any chance I could buy you a drink? And if you go, "I'm I'm I'm taken." Sorry, it's it's still <laughs> like genuine, and at the same time, if it works, you might get a giggle out of them. And then you're like, okay, straight up. If you show some confidence to pull off that maneuver, yeah. then like, how would, okay, hearing that, how would you receive that? Would you go, oh, he's funny or whatever? Or from your Yes, yes. And look, it takes a lot of guts as well. Uh, oh, and my, I've only, it does. It does because on the dating apps, you've got some idea that that person is actually single, whereas in, in cold, in a bar, it's a little bit different because you're looking for rings. You don't know where they've got a boyfriend but you're putting it out there and you're actually stepping in as Top Gun, you know. <laughs> you're stepping in. You're stepping in. Top Gun without and a wingman. Thank you very exactly. much. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Without a wingman. And I love it. And girls actually find that really sexy. Mm-hmm. Someone, a man who, and I mean, it's my word of the day. I, I, it's, um, yeah, a man who's funny, but you, you're owning it and you're saying, can I buy you a drink? Yeah, it's, it's very cool. So that's. Um, I, th- I think there needs to be more of that, Mitch, with, with people, girls or guys. Fair enough. So all you guys out there, be more like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, just work out your mojo. Like, what's your mojo? What's your groove? Like, how are you turning up? I mean, Mitch, I went on a date one time and I was all dressed up in a beautiful white dress and sexy high heels, earrings, makeup, you know, hair done. And this guy turned up on the date in thong, right? Yeah. And we were at a wine bar. It was on the water. And look, for me, I go, okay, has he brought his A game or has he brought his D game or has he just brought who he is? Is that his best game? And do you know what? Me being the person I am, I accepted him for who he was, right? The biggest thing that came out of it for me for this date was that I really value image, right? And I value clothes. I have been investing in my wardrobe for the last 40 years, like, yeah, 30, yeah, 30 odd years, right? But I love clothes. And like, I might buy a $20 dress, Mitch. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. And people will go, oh my God, that looks amazing. And I'm like, oh, it's $20. But it's something that I value. Not everyone values it. So it's trying to find those little things, right? And don't get me wrong, I wear sports gear and I wear shorts and T-shirt, so I'm not always dressed up. But when you go out on a date, for me, there is a little bit of an expectation, right, to see whether or not the guy is valuing that image for him on a date, Yeah. right? We can all get in our swimmers. We can walk into the Bunnings like we do, you know, over our beaches way, um, you know, in our cozies or shorts or thongs. Like, that's okay. But, like... How is it that you're wanting to turn up and represent yourself or present yourself? And it's like going, how do I want to turn up? And for me, I'll go to a football game and I won't wear like a jersey or I won't wear a scarf. I'm getting dressed up because I'm single. I'm wanting to go out there and meet people. Nice. I'm a a shark's tragic. So you'll see me with a nice (laughs) pair of jeans rocking my sharky's gear like an absolute buffoon. But that's great because I love it because you own it. You're Mm. owning that, right? I'm owning me as well. And it's like, but there's nothing bad about it because I can sit in, you know, tracksuit as well or I can sit in like, you know, thongs and a T-shirt. I can walk up to the coffee shop in thongs in summer and I couldn't care less. But when I'm going out on a date, it's something that I would like to look my best. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm the same. Like I... So I've um I'm meeting someone tonight actually um just going to for a drink at a local bar and I got my um I bought I went out and invested in myself in a new pair of jeans a new pair of uh of shoes and a shirt it cost me about two hundred and fifty bucks and I'm gonna rock it and my ass is gonna be popping and um <laughs> I love it and uh, like it. we've only we've she was a little bit um apprehensive to give me a number which is fine I get that so we've been talking via the app. Cool, no problem. Uh, and then to illustrate, she sent me a Snapchat because that's how she felt comfortable. I get it. So maybe she values comp- like building confidence in someone. That's cool. Excuse me, sorry. And like, you know, these little things you're able to compensate for. And, and if it goes well, then fantastic. If not, it's up the road and I'm home within 15 minutes. You know, it's... it's yeah, so and I'm- maybe the other piece, maybe the other piece is trust. Yeah. So I know whether it's guys or girls... Some people don't necessarily trust straight away. Yeah. You're, I don't know whether, like, I trust straight away. I do too. Yeah. So there, there you go. So you and I have got a similar trait. Yeah. Um, and it's a really key thing in dating, just knowing 
you know, what does someone have to do in order to build your trust? Whereas I'm just see someone and I trust them straight away because I trust myself. Yeah, right? I, I, I take from that is that she's had a heart broken before and maybe she's had a been dealt a devastating blow. That's fine. That's that's all good. But like you like you said before, and actually we'll go back to the start when I said I don't have any expectations. I don't have any. I should have I should have articulated it better. I don't have any long term unrealistic expectations. Is how I should have worded it. My expectations are: you rock up, you're engaging, you try your best, and if it doesn't work out, just be honest with me. That's all I want. Um, I'm Mitch Kelly. Anyway, so like you know, you do your thing, and you can lead that. And so I want to say this is a really key piece is people can lead that in the dating world. Yep. It's a really important piece um, because if you're leading yourself, Mitch, which you are because you've been getting to know yourself, you've had all these experiences, and like anyone else that's listening to this podcast, it's around our experiences and what we want. And so then you can then start to say, listen, hey, I'm a face-to-face guy. Can we have a cheeky coffee, right? Can we, can we catch up for a cheeky coffee? You know, um, I've got enough pen pals. I don't need, you know, like, would you be open to having a coffee? Then yep. you start to build that trust, right? Yep. Um, so it's little things like that that we can drop in to share who we are and what we want in terms of getting our needs met. Cool. So you don't forget that for your next relationship. Fair enough. So obviously sounds like, you know, you're all over this, you're all over it, you know exactly what you're doing. So let's change tact here for a moment. So each week, this podcast contains good storytelling and this next section, which I know you're excited for. So Kim was wondering, would you like to join me in this week's Bitchy with Mitchy? <laughs> yes, I do. What's, what's on your mind? What, what have you got to share with us today? I want to share specifically in the dating world, men, can you start putting yourselves out there? and start sharing who you are. Be more like Mitch. What? Be, Be more like, like me. Yeah. Women, women want to hear who you are and they're not going to take away um, your commitment, you know. They're not going to take away things from you. Um, but, yeah, start writing stuff because you can actually see that there is a, a world of, you know, a pool of women that have got similar values or share the same ideas, you know. So that's my bitch. Men, start writing more stuff because we need to build the story on who we are and what we want to go towards to find the love of our lives. And you were saying before (laughs) that you're attracted to storytellers. This podcast is a storytelling podcast and I share mine all the time. So my, uh, I'm I'm the same. I I enjoy sharing sharing and telling stories as well rather. Um. And, you know, this could be advice for not just uh, straight relationships and you know, talk about like those in the LBGTQI plus uh, area as well. Um, you know, get to know what you are. You know, if you're a woman seeking a woman relationship or a man seeking another man, you know, I think the, the, the common consensus is, is that you be yourself, always be true to yourself. Don't be someone fake, you know, put out there what you want to achieve. If it's just hooking up, then, then hook up. If you want to, you know, lead in and meet someone, of the same experiences as you like then do that i think it's important to write as uh, kim said it's um the more they know the more emma you give them i think the more chance you would have to uh to receive a, a coffee date or something like that i don't know that's just my experiences and my my bitch for the week is i'll keep it on a dating theme because that's been a thing lately is that i've kept it in the same theme as the guest is that when it comes to dating 
um, I shared a few weeks ago with Emily's like I went to a girl's house. Um, she said, come, we didn't call it Netflix and chill. She called it bumble and rumble, just mucking around. And, um, so I went around there and she, she just said to me, look, I just want to uh, watch the movie and uh, we'll not be having sex tonight. Uh, that, that's absolutely fine. There's no issue with that at all. I, it was actually, I complimented her on being, um, open about it. So I went around there with the intentions of just watching the movie. I, I even took a bag of popcorn because, you know, I'm a sucker for a good film. I'm a pop culture nerd as well. And I'm getting stuck into this movie. And, and then, you know, we made it a few times. And then I see the ladder, went home. And I got a text when I got home. And she said, I can't believe you didn't make a move on me. I'm like, hang on, hang on a minute. Hang on a oh. second here. You cannot say that because I took a screenshot at center back. Did you not say this to me not a, a few hours ago? Yeah, but the vibe changed. So why is it up to me as the man to make the move? I mean, why why have you not, not only not been honest with me from the start, but now I'm getting in trouble with something I had no idea about? So my bitch of the week continues on is that it's important to be a good communicator in all aspects of life, work. You know, I'm a, I've done uh, work I health. I love it, I love it. Oof, she's on. giving you mixed messages. Mm. And this. <laughs> And I have ascended beyond a level of mind games and childishness and shit like that. That's why I'm attracted to women who are older than I, I think, because I, you know, I don't mind, obviously I don't mind having a, a bit of a cheeky session. Like I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not here for games because some games are fun. And so I think be a good communicator, you know, and if things don't go to the way that you expect them to, then don't be angry and, you know, vent that frustration go oh i intended i thought this was going to happen be more understanding guys i think the most important thing one can do because obviously relationships when you're single you have 100 percent control of whatever you do in relationships ideally they're 50 50 and if you don't if you have an over like say if it's 75 25 and that fight for control then chances are that person isn't right for you it's not about toxicity and pulling the strings it's about walking in unison with the person and like, if they don't agree with something you say, surrender a little bit and go, okay, no problem. What's, what do you suggest? I don't want Thai food tonight. Okay, cool. What do you suggest? Oh, I don't know. And then you can just brainstorm Thai, Indian, Chinese, whatever. You know what? Screw it. Let's go for tacos or whatever it might be. Things, things um, don't have to be as hard as, you know, I have friends who have come to me and they said, oh, uh, I'm pissed off because she, she doesn't understand where I'm coming from. Okay. Did you try and explain to her? No, why the fuck should I? You're the issue then. Not your, not your partner. You are. The, the ball stops with you. And that's why one reason I'm single is because I'm not willing to settle for second best. I know she's going to have to be someone amazing. I know I stand up myself here, but I don't give a shit because this is who I am. And if people aren't on the same wavelength, that's fine. Not a problem at all. I wish you all the best. And um, I hope you meet someone who you resonate with. But so for me, the bitch is communicate, whether they're your friend or work colleague. Recently, I had a, 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 an argument with a, a guy from work at, a, at an event. Um, he was cheeky to me at work. Fine, we all laughed. And I didn't pick my uh, timing correctly. We were at a, a work function. Uh, one of the girls was leaving. And he was having an in-depth conversation by text on his phone. I sat down and started to get cheeky and get stuck into him. And generally, he's a cheeky guy and he just didn't want to buy of it. Mitch, you're an F in this, you're an F in that, rah, rah. And it's just like, whoa, 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 Copernicus, slow down here. So I walked away because I know I've had a stuck in his face. It probably would have been on. And then only recently I said, look, man, I know my execution wasn't the best. This is what I intended. However, you don't have to talk to me. I just want to let you know that I apologize for my actions. It was well received. He shook my hand. He's like, you know what, man? You're absolutely a bigger man than most. 
and um, he shook my hand and now we, we get along again. So if you can be the bigger person per se and take the higher road, looking down on people, it's nice up here in my whole horse, I must admit. But also at the same time, stay humble. Like the, the, As Mark Bernard always says, stay humble and let motherfuckers know who you are. You know, I'm Mitch, I'm from Curry. I do a podcast and I'm a good spooner. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I think I think the, the key messages that came up for me just hearing that bitch um, is communication. But you it comes back to owning yourself, Mitch. You cannot control how others react, speak, but you can only control how you turn up. That's and right. so you took ownership of your behavior. And you went, I'm going to go and own that shit. I'm going to own that shit. Um, Did he play a part in it? Yeah, damn right he did, right, because he reacted as well. He could have taken ownership, but the trigger was probably from you initially that he felt that that maybe he wouldn't have reacted that way. But you took ownership. Good on you. And... And like, that's what you pride yourself on. And I do that shit all the time as well, because I take ownership of myself um, and it's a responsibility. Yeah. And so, but I love what you said to your mates. Did you tell them? Did you communicate? And this is what I want to see more of. That's my biggest bitch is I want to see more sharing, people speaking, sharing how they're feeling, right? But communicating in such a way that they are being responsive not yeah. reactive like going proactive hey, not honey, reactive hey honey i really wanted thai food tonight not chinese you know cool. i mean is it really you know because it's not about it you know it's not about the chinese or the thai food <laughs> it's about getting our needs met <laughs> he's probably thinking i want sex <laughs> it's not about the thai or the chinese <laughs> but, like, but like i'm more like i'm more likely to give it up you know, because you got to earn this, ladies. Come on, let's face it. I'm more likely to be more responsive for people who are proactive, not reactive. And a friend of mine, he's a he's a psychologist up in Port Macquarie, and he deals with he works for Beyond Blue. And he said that one of the so his expertise is in the area of relationships. And I'm hoping to get him on to talk a little bit about and share some of his stories. But he said one of the co- most common things is that. It's assuming. Assuming does truly make a fool out of us all. And, you know, I've said it many times. If, if you have an issue with someone, chances are they probably don't even know that you do. Go up and just, hey, excuse me, mate. Can we have a chat? Just something on my mind that's bothering me. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. What's up? A, B, C, D, E. And most people you'll find are responsive for it. I know some of us don't like confrontation. I know I sure as shit don't. But I guarantee you that that, that fear, that anxiety is more crippling then going chest out, walking up, excuse me, can I talk to you? As soon as you do that, this sense of relief will just wash over you. Um, and that sense of like satisfaction will hit you. Like, you know what? I did a good thing here today. And this person, I respect people more who come up to me and go, Mitch, I've got an issue. Awesome. Sit me down, walk me through it, sweet thing, whatever it might be. I'm a conflict resolver. And I don't know, that's just what works for me. I know we're all different. Some people are petrified of conflict. Some people, you know. But as you say, it comes down to the intention and yeah. being proactive and, you know, how you deliver your message. Yeah. And if you deliver your message coming from the heart by going, this is how I felt from what you said, is this what you meant? Yeah. These are the conversations that are missing, Mitch, in relationships, in dating, 
you know, people are texting and then they're going, oh, my God, did he say this or did he mean that? Pick up the phone. Ask. Pick up the phone and just ask because yeah. you're making meaning out of those words. And when yeah. we start to actually ask what someone means by it, then that's when you get the bomb diffused. The bomb actually gets diffused because you go, oh, wow, it wasn't that. It wasn't what I thought. So, which comes back to your communication thing. Communicado is the key to success for relationships. <laughs> Communicado. <laughs> I, I, I also, I've, had, I've delved into the arena of teaching and training and assessing a little bit. So there's the VARK method. There's a test you can take online and it, it teaches you what your learning style is, visual, audio, respiratory, or kinesthetic. So do you receive things more by seeing them doing them hearing them or a combination of the three and if you want to know if you want to build a little bit on your own profile go do that test just google VARK learning method and it takes you through a series of questions and if you find out your own learning style okay okay so i'm a me personally i learn things better by hearing them so you know with so someone tell, yeah yeah so i'm an audio and a little bit of kinesthetic by doing stuff even if you have that understanding about yourself then that can be a great building block for taking you into the relationship world I'm Mitch Kelly. <laughs> I think. And, and I do that in my profiling as well, Mitch. Yep. So with helping people. So I think it's a great thing to suggest to people in the dating world, in relationships, like whether you're in a relationship, whether it's a mate relationship, you know, a dating relationship or a serious relationship or you're even just on the fun choo-choo train. Yeah, it's good to understand that, isn't it? Absolutely. It really is. And I'm I think- kinesthetic. I'm kinesthetic and yep, then yep. I'm visual. So yeah. I'm more kinesthetic, which yep. is the feeling. Yep. I um, I also think we should give shout outs to our, our good man, Alan Stevens, for setting up this collaboration. And you've also worked with him a little bit in the campfire project as well, haven't you? You've done a few uh, group discussions. Um, just we'll quickly go over like some of the work you've done with Alan. So what are the, some of the, the projects you two have worked on together? Because we've got one coming up as well, I believe. We do. <laughs> We're going to do a panel discussion. So um. I just want to say Alan is the most incredible man ever. And for anyone that doesn't know Alan Stevens, um, he does face profiling. So he actually, the, the foundation of the, everything that he does is about helping people build better relationships. And it's a key foundation of mine as well. And when I met him, it was so funny, Mitch. <laughs> my Zoom wasn't working and um, my computer and I'm, I'm a bit retarded when it comes to um, <laughs> technology, so I'm not really good on the technology. And so Alan said to me, um, Kim, are you hiding? Uh, because my technology wasn't working, so he couldn't see me. And I said, no, no, I'm not hiding. I said, that's one thing that I'm far from hiding. I said, you will see all of me. <laughs> and so when we met face-to-face, um, he was profiling me. I did his course to understand more about other people from a scientific point of view. And it's incredible. Um, You know, just building that soft rapport before you meet someone. And Mitch, I'm a very touchy-feely person, right? So that's one of my languages of love. And I remember going to a meeting with a guy and I touched him on the elbow, like in a professional way. But he said, oh, Kim, I just want to tell you on behalf of all the guys that they might get the wrong impression with you touching. And so I forgot to profile him because he was quite discerning. 
And so from learning and working with Alan and just hearing about and understanding, you know, from people's facial features that you can give them the space and this guy needed space. So I was basically projecting my way of being onto this guy. And whilst we've still got a great relationship, me and this guy, it's quite funny. Um, You know, he's in the construction world and um, it's great. But it was something that I went, oh, my gosh, it's so great knowing that and having those skills um, and just being aware, just being aware of others. Yeah, it's um, like he reads your subconscious. He, um, I'll, I'll send you a little snippet of the episode he and I did, but he, um, I, I, um, I comparatively said, you're, you're, you're a bit of a superhero and you remind me of a young Mitch Kelly. But he, um, I, I, had, I had him giggling <laughs> a lot, but he said, he's like, Mitch, this is what you're like. And I got goosebumps because he threw a screen that we'd never met before. He read, he read me like a book and he's like, you're da 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 And if you were in this situation, da 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 And I said, well, I need you when I'm swiping on Tinder. I need that ability. <laughs> he giggled his head <laughs> off. <laughs> funny. Uh, and we how went- powerful. How powerful is that, Mitch? Mm. And like that someone actually understood you because this is what we're looking for. And this is what we're all looking for is someone to understand who we are. Mm. Right? I don't think so humans how- are meant to be alone, to be honest. I agree. I agree. I mean, well, um, yeah, we're I, not supposed to do this on our own. <laughs> you can't, you can't, or you can do a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. Like people, it takes multiple people to work at company generally. It takes multiple people to form a team and play sport. Obviously not at tennis and stuff, of course, but you know, but I, that's, that's just what I believe. So shout outs to you, Alan, and uh, looking forward to doing that panel discussion, sir. And um, we had actually about, oh, Three weeks after we recorded, him and I had a coffee and I shared this story with him and it had him in stitches. So I'm going to share it with you to see if you get the same reaction. So there's a service station that I drive through regularly and I pulled in and filled my car up at Bowser number two. I already know you're going to laugh at this. I've got this in the bag. So Bowser number two, walked in, proceeded to pay for the fuel. And there was a little lady standing in front of me and she asked him, like, it's real rough. Gee, she was rough, this thing. She goes, excuse me, where's the toilet? And uh, he says, sure, it's just up there near the entrance. You walked past it. So as I'm walking in, I physically walk past this, this old woman and this guy instinctively says the number of the Bowser out loud to whoever's walking in. He looks at me and innocently just says, number two, and she's still in earshot. And she turned around and goes, no, as a matter of fact, you fucking pervert, it's number one. What's it to you? <laughs> and the whole place just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's gone as red as a tomato and you know you know when you're at breaking point when you're just about to lose it the 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 fridges go around in like a banana shape and i looked over and there was a guy with massive hair like huge hair and he's reached in for a bag of ice and his head was doing that bobble thing it does and you could see where his hair was wiping away the condensation on the door holy shit i <laughs> i was just in tears i i broke i looked at this guy and i'm like yep number two <laughs> Oh, man. It was an absolute right oh place, right God. time. And those stories are with me regularly. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so oh, shout out to you, so Alan. Funny. You're an absolute ch- he, he was He was sipping on his coffee. He had to put it down. He was giggling that much. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's so, a great man. <laughs> he, is, he is a good man. So if people want to find you and um, have some help with in, regard, in regards to their relationship or what have you, where can people find you? And um, yeah, and I'll, I'll don't worry, I'll share the correct spelling down the bottom. But yeah, whereabouts uh, are you located? So I'm in Sydney, um, over the Northern Beaches way. So, mm, um, nice. but I travel around. <laughs> so open to traveling around. Um, 
I've got a website which is www.thedatingdoctor.com.au. I love I love my website. <laughs> I do. I had, a, I, had a, I had a quick look. It's uh, very well professionally done. <laughs> um, but Mitch, to anyone that might be listening to your podcast today, um, you know, and even on my website, I um, I usually have a fifteen minute conversation with people, um, but. If someone's in need and wanting to, you know, have a face-to-face half an hour coffee, you know, that's important for me too because um, there's so many opportunities out there and if someone's really keen and they're not stepping forward in the right direction in the dating world, it's something that I can support them with. Um, And I'm really excited, you know. Um, I get very excited because I've had clients that have gone to find their partners, got getting married and having children so and these are people I've met in bars sometimes so yeah it's it's about going towards where you are now and where you want to be but it's finding out those gaps because what we say is not necessarily what the real problem is and so it's really understanding you know getting to that highest point for that person and everyone's different there's no one size fits all everyone is different so it's a unique piece so and it's all about putting yourself first so if you're keen to get out in the dating world and you're a bit nervous and you're struggling um you know i'm open to having a chat so yeah very passionate about helping others find love awesome uh, yeah and like yeah as just further to what kim said utilize her services because she's absolutely killing it um and if you are a little bit nervous if you are so there's you know, it sounds cliche, but as, as Kim mentioned before, ask the, the, the people in your life know you the best, you know, ask your friends, ask your family, you know, show them your potential profile. If you're looking to do online dating or whatever, you know, like I am attracted to someone who knows themselves. I am attracted to someone who is like, you can't fall in love with someone unless you fall in love with yourself. It is my personal opinion. Everyone's different. I'm not looking to piece someone together. I know we all have residual memories with people from our past that's what defines us and it's it's okay to to acknowledge shit you know we we're all like icebergs on the surface you see five percent of us but underneath you might have a, a history of domestic violence you might have a history of you know abusive spousals you might have like you might have had a shitty breakup where you can't see the kids again whatever it might be it might be dark but it's important to acknowledge it and you can you can bring it up you can talk about your past but you can't let that define what you do if you've had a bad relationship experience you cannot hate on all women if you've had a spouse that's not been kind to you you can't hate on all men and if you're from the trans community you know, you find someone like-minded like yourself and who is another trans person or if you're you know, from a, a homophobic back, oh, sorry, homosexual background, not homophobic, sorry. But like if you, yeah, if you find someone that you resonate with and you find that person you want to call yours, then present your best self, be upfront, be honest and always have an active ear to listen as well because active listening will always get you what you want. I'm Kim Dunlop. I'm Kim Dunlop. <laughs> Uh, you do you I'll, I'll recruit you <laughs> I, that was a that was a terrible way to finish but um thank you for your time today i really appreciate it and guys check out the website and utilize kim services because she's a master at what she does and um that's episode 40 of life's mitch as always you can contact me in a multitude of ways i'm now on google iheart spotify apple play amongst many others find me on life's mitch 
And feel free to leave a review on Apple Play. Give me a review and um, tell your friends. If you want to be on the show, email me at lifesmitchpodcast at gmail.com. Share your story. And um, yeah, I'll catch you all in the next one. Bye for now. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, Mitch. Loved it.